Hello and welcome to another edition of the Reptile Living Room. I'm your host as always, John F. Taylor. And with this week's uh, Reptile Living Room, we are talking with uh, Kevin Osco of Big Reptile Network. In case you, for some reason, don't know who Kevin is, he's uh, developing a huge, huge network of breeders, dealers, stores. Um, it's it's huge. You just, you just have to see it just to uh, take it all in. And uh, basically I'm going to talk to him about you know what he's doing, how he got started, and what have you. So, without further ado, here's Kevin Osco in the Reptile Living Room. So today we're on the phone with uh, Kevin Osco, uh, Big Reptile Network. In case you don't know what uh, Big Reptile Network is, you've either been living under a rock or don't own a computer. Um, Big Reptile Network is basically, well, I'll just let Kevin describe it because how I describe it might keep some people off. So, uh, Kevin, uh, welcome to the show. Describe to us what you're doing with Big Reptile Network. Well, thanks, John, and good morning. Thanks for the call. So early I could be sleeping still. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be like four in the morning in Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, anyway, thanks for having me on. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the Big Reptile Network is, it, its goal is to be a hub for everybody who loves Reptiles, and it even goes out beyond that to amphibians and invertebrates because uh, they tend to, the exotics tend to kind of hang out together, so to speak, as far as people are concerned. Right. And uh, so the network is really a way to pull together a lot of things for breeders, service providers, suppliers of products. Uh, it's a place where we can learn and we can and where we can read and where we can buy and sell. So it's made up of primarily a directory of as many, you know, breeders and, uh, gosh, let me go here. Hold up, I've got so much stuff already. Um, we've got uh, a listing for, you know, blog and news sites for books and magazines for amphibian and vertebrae, lizards, snake, turtles, tortoise breeders, feeders and food, societies, cages and supplies, pet stores, vets, rescues, which is really, really important. I think a lot of people who you know, think it's really cool to get an animal and then can't really take care of it anymore, uh, sometimes they end up putting it in the wild, which really isn't the best place for it. And then I also have a listing of, I think, pretty much every zoo in the United States just because there are some animals you just can't have and you just can't see unless you go to a zoo. I like Komodo dragons and gators, and I think that uh, I might actually be heading down to the zoo today oh, nice. after this interview. So the, the you know the, the goal of the listings is just to have you know create a place where buyers and sellers can connect. Right. And then uh, and then the next thing that I have, which is really important, is an event calendar. I know that you can find event calendars all over the place. Uh, Reptile Channel has one. King Snake has one. So it made sense that I had one also. Right. Uh, and it's, you know, at any of these sites, it's pretty much the same. You've got about 100 major events going on every year. Uh, although there are other things that are going on that, uh, outside of major events that I'd also like to showcase where they're more educational pieces and they're put on by some of the societies rather than uh, big expos. Right, right. So the, the, that's the premise of the directory. Part okay. Of it. All right, very cool. Now, how did you originally, you know, how did you come up with this idea? I mean, 
you know, it seems like, is there, you know, there's a couple other places that have directory listings and stuff like that, but to me, they're just way, way overcrowded. You can't, I mean, yeah, you can use their search engines and what have you, but still, it's just, I don't know, something about the Big Reptile Network is just very clean, very straightforward. I don't have to go hunting, pecking around for what I'm looking for. You know, how did you manage to pull all this together and pull this off? Well, you know, I appreciate you seeing that. There really is the goal. So the thing is, I have kind of married two things that I really, really enjoy. One is uh, reptiles and herpetoculture, and the other is technology and web development. Since 1997, I've been doing web development, and one of my major accomplishments was working with a startup search engine in a vertical space. We were in the wholesale industry. And it was such a great experience for me to see how you can really pinpoint a niche market and help those people find what it is they're looking for. I mean, much less traffic than, you know, than Google, Yahoo, MSN, those big guys, but it's not supposed to be really a search engine for the masses. It's supposed to be a niche search engine. And so with my design background uh, as well, I thought, you know, well, why don't I take that plus my technology and love for reptiles and try to put together something that's clean uh, and informative. And I'll tell you what, John, one of the most difficult things is as I continue building this, I've just released version 2.0 of the Reptile Network, which includes an answer site, which uh, we'll talk about in a little bit, I hope. Mm-hmm. Um, but just finding a way to really organize all of this information, like you said, so that it's easy to find without really cluttering up the pages. Right. Uh, that's been one of my biggest challenges, but uh, it's a continual, uh, you know, it's a work in progress. Yeah, very definitely. Now, um, so we covered the listings, um, and you covered the calendar type of uh, thing with the events and stuff. Um, you also have a classified section. Right, so I just launched a classified section. As of this recording, uh, we don't have anyone using it yet, so uh, get out there and use it if you're listening to this podcast or if you read about this. Uh, you know, I mean, there are other classifieds out there which people are using. This isn't meant to replace them. It is just, you know, again, one of those things where it's important, I think, for me to have as much in one place as possible. Right. And, uh, you know, as long as you're here reading about, uh, you know, John's new book, you may as well post his old book in the classified. <laughs> exactly. And uh, now you also have some uh, articles up here, too. Right. So the articles is, is my attempt to be the PR web for the reptile industry. And PR web is a press release website where if you have a big thing that you want to tell the world, you put it on PR web and you pay, you know, between 50 and $2,000 and they distribute it and syndicated through their various networks. So this is my to do this with the reptile industry because sometimes all that we care about is what we're looking for and not everything else. If you go to PR web, you'll find maybe two or three things about reptiles. I can tell you there's a lot more going on with the almost 1,000 people I have in my directory than two things. Right, right. And John, if I remember correctly, you have something pretty big going on yourself, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
that probably won't be released until uh, March or so is when we're going to make the big announcement about that one. But uh, Well, very nice. I hope that we get that up in our article section. Yeah, you definitely will. You definitely will. Um, yeah, I got some people, um, got about seven people on the team so far, and uh, everything's moving along as it should. So we're about to uh, secure some more people uh, to assist us with this project. And, uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be turning some heads. It's uh, never been done before, so. Well, I'll tell you, you know, it's funny, John, because we've spoken about so many things, you know. Yeah. Over, over the time. <laughs> it could be one of so many various projects. So <laughs> it'll be exciting for everybody to find out in March. Yeah. Uh, April, what it is that uh, you're talking about. This one, I know, is a pretty exciting one. Yeah, very definitely, very definitely. It's uh, it's uh, it's definitely a lot of work, though. Let me tell you. It is. It is a lot of work. I don't know how many times that you know, like two o'clock in the morning, I've emailed you. Hey, can you build this? Five minutes later, you yeah. email me back. Here it is. Okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I need a, I need a new logo for this real quick. You know. Exactly. Like John, it's two in the morning. I know. What can you do? I need in five minutes. <laughs> Oh, God. So now this uh, Q&A section, this is uh, just got released, as far as I know, because I never saw it before until maybe a couple weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, well, actually, I've been working on it for a couple of months, okay. and I, I just actually released it a couple of days ago. Okay. And uh, if anybody knows what Yahoo Answers is, uh, everybody really should know. But if you don't know, you can check out Yahoo Answers to see how awesome it is. And then uh, check out, you can go to reptileqa.com or reptilefaq.com. It'll bring you right to the page. Um, and really, it's one of the coolest ways to interact with other people is, you know, if you have a question about your reptile, if you have a question about getting a reptile, if you have husbandry-ish, you know, questions, mm-hmm. whatever it is, pop in your question and then people who know would come to the site they're always looking for things to respond to and they'll usually post a response to your question and also if you have questions you can just search for what your question is someone else may have already had that question and in which case you can see what they're even posted for an answer it's kind of like the new version of what the forums were and there's still value in forums and I can tell you right now I am not planning on getting into forums at this point Right. Because they they need to be managed so yeah. intensely, but this is a really great way. It's a it's easy to manage, and you know you just put in whatever it is that you want to find out, and you know, shortly after people will start responding. Yeah, very definitely. And I actually belong to one of those types of uh, websites where people come in and ask questions, and uh, you you know it's specifically geared towards that specific expert. So. Um, I'll, moving forward, I'll be putting, you know, <laughs> the reptile FAQ signature in my answers <laughs> and, drawing, nice, I and drawing traffic away because that, that other site's just really annoying sometimes. <laughs> I just don't like dealing with it, so now I have a new place to go and help answer people's questions about their reptiles. So That's great. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. So what's uh, what do you got on the horizon for... Um, Big Reptile Network. I mean, it seems like you're pretty much going to take over the web entirely, as far as reptiles <laughs> are concerned, which I'm okay with. You know, 
long as you just as yeah. long as you share with me, I'm okay. <laughs> That's fine. I'd like to share that with everybody. Alright. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you what, you know, there's it's funny, when I thought about starting this site, I thought initially, well, you know, I just want a directory. And then I thought, well, maybe a directory and a event calendar. And, you know, this beast continues to grow and grow and grow. <laughs> I don't um, have any the, idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it's, uh, it's funny how that is in such a short amount of time. Uh, you know, I'll tell you one of the things uh, that I've been pretty active with throughout most of my life is philanthropy and fundraising for various organizations. And one of the things that I am putting together is uh, savereptiles.org. Okay. And that's a place where people will be able to uh, donate money either, you know, one time or on a reoccurring schedule. And then when uh, when we open up for grants, we'll be able to have some rescues and conservatories and things like that that are in need of money submit grants which will be reviewed by a panel and then whatever money we've accumulated over that year will be delegated out to those various organizations. Uh, you know, it's not going to be a huge amount of money, I don't think, but to me it seems like any amount of money really helps. If it's $1, if it's $10, oh, sure. uh, you know, everything really does help. So that's one of the things that I'm working on. Another thing which actually uh, I did get launched, it was a little uh, side project that I Spent, I suppose all of this is a side project, uh, but I spent countless uh, nights working on was reptilelaws.org, oh, nice. which is uh, it, it's a website where you can go and find links to resources mm-hmm. where uh, you can find out about laws in various states, and a lot of that is going to be changing. I think with the, this new federal ban that's going on, if we can't squash it. Uh, but it's important to have this information, and I think that what makes this law's site different from some of the others, whom I'm not going to mention uh, who run them, because I, I wouldn't want to, yeah. you know. But I'm going to continue to keep this updated, you know, at least once a year, going through and checking every single link, making sure that they're all solid, if there are new resources, I want to put those new resources in. And a lot of that I'm going to really count on the community to come through and let me know if they've found a new resource for a certain state because I certainly can't know everything about everything. And so people can come to me and let me know, hey, there's this great resource or, hey, this link is broken. I am going to be getting that information up, you know, within days of the time that I hear it. Whereas some groups that have law sites like this don't update it, you know, haven't updated it since 2008, and a lot has happened since then. Yeah, no, I, that was one of the things that, you know, when I built reptileapartment.com, was that was one of the things that I wanted to do, but just like you said, I couldn't find a decent resource to go, okay, you know, these people know what they're talking about, and, you know, I feel comfortable posting a link, you know, sending people to the site, because it's updated constantly, so now I'm you know, happy to just put, you know, <laughs> a link up to need reptile laws, go here. <laughs> yeah, reptilelaws.org. Nice. Yeah, and, you know, there, there's a couple of other things that I have going on. One of them I can't talk about it yet because it's going to be huge, and uh, if I talk about it now, somebody with more money than me may get a head start on it. Right, And right. that would make me very sad. 
because yeah. I think it'll really tie in everything. But one of the things that I am working on that I can tell you about, which I think would make you excited, John, and any other person who's a who's a writer or author, uh, especially things uh, you know related to uh, herpetology, is I'm starting the big reptile publishing company, which is going to be an e-publisher, and the goal is going to be to get all of your writing and everybody out there who writes about reptiles and amphibians and vertebrates out there and more visible. A lot of people will tell you that the biggest problem that they have with their business is advertising and getting people to their site. And so I've already got a lot of traffic coming to my site. This hasn't even been up for very long, uh, under a year. But I've got a huge amount of traffic coming to the site already, and I'm able to take that traffic and hopefully direct people to where they want to go. And so a lot of people are looking for information. They want to know about bearded dragons or leopard geckos or uh, you know more exotic things like uh, the indigo snake. And sometimes it's hard to find that information, and people are writing about it. So if I can get as much of that information as possible, the e-books, the documents, the information about bands, all of this, if I can have it up on the publishing website, make it very easy for people to find and uh, get that information. Right, right. That's very cool. I'm definitely looking forward to that one. Yeah. You know, it's just so interesting and it's so exciting to me that uh, of all the different niche groups that I've looked into and all of the hobbies that I've explored, it seems like the reptile group is one of the most passionate about, you know, about reptiles. I, I mean, obviously, you know, the book group isn't most passionate about reptiles, but you know what I mean? Yeah. The, the people love reptiles. I mean, they love reptiles. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, I was, I was talking to somebody at work, and she was like, yeah, I used to date a snake guy. And it's funny because <laughs> you would never hear that about another hobby. <laughs> yeah, I dated, I dated a book guy. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> You know, I needed a cooking guy. You know, I needed a move guy. No, I mean, that doesn't put an image in your head like a snake guy. Yeah. You know, it's awesome. Yeah, exactly. uh, and, and because of that, you know, that's one of the reasons why I think that this network is, is really great and it's, you know, really already becoming so successful is because people just love reptiles. And, uh, and even people who aren't into reptiles yet, they want to know about it because it's one of these, it's almost a taboo to to like it until you do and you realize that there's a huge culture of people who are uh, you know really into reptiles yeah and that's one of the biggest things you know that we're still you know all of us are still fighting against is this like you said this giant taboo that you know you shouldn't like reptiles and reptiles are evil and you know it's just it's you know it's inherent in our culture that you know for whatever reason people fear uh, or dislike reptiles in general it's just really sad didn't you have theories in your podcast about that? Yeah, yeah. The, uh, Fear of Reptiles. Uh, we yeah, I, I would recommend and... for everybody to go back and listen to those if you haven't already. You had some people speaking, and it was really informative. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We had some biologists and some primatologists. and Yeah, it was a, it was a good time. But, uh, you know, fighting this fear uh, of snakes, you know, I think is what is really driving a lot of the reptile le uh, legislation right now is because people don't understand and they're allowing the mass media to inform them about their opinions. And we just need to 
create a better image of the reptile. That's all it boils down to. It's just really sad. And I yeah. think, you know, Big Reptile Network is definitely taking a step in the right direction. There's a lot of information on there that, you know, even if, like you said, even if you're not into reptiles, you can still get educated about them and, you know, and not fear them as, you know, this evil creature that's, you know, out there hunting down your children. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's such a terrible thing. But the biggest problem is, is not the animals, it's the ownership and the responsibility level. If people aren't responsible about their animals, whether it's a python or a dog or, you know, a leopard, and, right. you know, in some cases, it's not the fault of the animal, uh, it's really the fault of the person who took responsibility to be the caretaker. Yeah. And, and that's what really, I think we need to take a look at legislation for that, not creating these blanket bans on, on, you know, snakes that are larger than five feet long. It's just ridiculous. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. All right. So now, um, outside of Big Reptile Network, um, are you guys going to be doing any shows or is there, uh, you know, video production in the works already? I mean, when are we going to start seeing you guys on television? You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'll tell you what, there's a, there's this website and it's run by this guy, uh, Jason, I think. Uh, I don't know if if you know of it, it's called Daily Reptile News. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jason White. Good guy. And and he is doing some really great videos. Yeah. Uh, so I would suggest anybody who's looking to get some information in a video blog format, please check that out. I think that he recently redesigned his site, and it is looking really, really smooth. Nice. Um, yeah, so I, I would suggest, you know, just getting out there and taking a look at that. I don't know that I have videos on the horizon at this point, okay. but... Uh, I, I would like to do some uh, field herping this season that's coming up, and maybe we can get out there and actually do some videos of some field herping. It yeah. might be interesting for people to see how it actually works, not how it is on gator <laughs> catchers. On, uh, you, you mean know, driving up and down the road for eight hours and seeing nothing? <laughs> or, that's what I'm talking about. You know, driving down the road for an hour and slamming on the brakes and jumping out to capture a stick? <laughs> We can make a documentary about <laughs> driving up and down the road and the snakes. Exactly. That it would be the most incredible eight hours. <laughs> I, I expect that if we do this, when we're done with it, it'll probably be published for schools to use, probably biology courses. Eighth graders are going to love this. Exactly. Uh, I don't think that I would put my name on that particular documentary. No, no, no. We're going to come up with fake identities for sure. Yeah. Um, no, so I, I am excited about getting out there and doing something. Oh, you just reminded me. Uh, other stuff. Yeah. Uh, I've got a book coming out. Uh, I've got the, the help of some brilliant authors. Uh, you're one of the authors, actually. <laughs> and uh, also we've got Sarah from The Wandering Herpetologist. Yeah, Sarah Vernon. And, uh, yeah, she is great. Uh, yes, she's she really uh, helped out a lot with the amphibians. She tends to know a ton about that <laughs> yeah. uh, and so this book that uh, that we're putting out which you obviously know about but we'll just share it with everybody who's listening yeah. uh, the book is a starter's guide to what what's your first reptile this is for people who've never really had a reptile before and it's the step before you really start doing research so it is going to be a breakdown of five 
great animals and five animals that may not be so great right. in various categories. So there'll be you know, five great snakes and five snakes that may not be the best first-time snake for you. Now, that's not to say that, uh, you know, that the animals that end up in the not-so-great are not actually great animals. They are, but for the first-time reptile owner, there are some that are a little bit more forgiving, we should say. Right. Uh, so the, the book's going to be great. It's going to be really informative. It's going to be an easy read, just two to three paragraphs about each animal with a quick a quick visual breakdown of the cost, how cool it is, and, you know, how you can handle it, and then also a nice glossary of terms. There are some things out there that people hear, but they may not actually know what it means. For example, a ball python. What what is a ball python? Right. Well, you know, if you hear it all the time, and you might feel stupid for asking. Uh, you know, but it's the, the python and it tends to ball up when it's agitated or it feels, uh, you know, that something aggressive is coming after it. And you know, that's where it gets its name. But you may not know that because you wouldn't know unless someone told you. You may not want to ask. Anyway, so there's going to be a glossary of terms that will be really informative for the person who's just getting started. So when they're at a reptile show, uh, they don't feel lost when someone's saying, you know, I've got a boa, I've got a python. Right. What's the difference? Yep, exactly. Exactly. Definitely looking forward to that coming out. Do we have a release date yet? Oh man, I think the release date was uh, was January first. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, a couple months behind. Hopefully, uh, hopefully in the next couple of months before before the beginning of May. Okay. I'm hoping. So I I think I really just need to kind of focus in on that. There are all of these things that I want to do and I want to get launched, but. There's only so much time in a day. Yeah, yeah. We still haven't figured out how to extend the 24-hour work period. I'm, I'm really yeah. uh, disappointed in our scientists today. You know that we haven't figured out time travel, so we can you know go forward, tell ourselves, okay, don't do this, this, and this, and then come back. And you know, so. well, you know, I'm actually going to propose that legislation create another one of their crazy laws. We can just take one day and extend it the course of a week. Yeah, there we go. That would work. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, they're doing crazier things. Yeah, true. You know, banning snakes. Really? <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, haven't snakes been around for millions of years? Yeah, you know, and it's uh, interesting. As far as I know, um, I want to say Nefertiti, uh, the one of the uh, queens in Egypt, was the first to uh, keep reptiles in captivity in a zoo format or in a uh, they had another term for it and I can't remember what it was but menagerie oh nice so she had a menagerie of snakes not a band on snakes. right right so she was actually oh, okay. you know she actually enjoyed reptiles and you know other exotic animals yeah so that's a, yeah, it's just a shame what's happening out there and it's I mean it's ignorance and I, I feel like you know, you have certain organizations that are writing these bills and just passing it on to, you know, their Congress people, uh, and you know these things are just getting pushed through. And some of the money that's pushing this, you know, this particular ban through was really very surprising to me. What the Animal Humane Society had yeah, a big part. You know, and that's the thing is, I'm, uh, I have opinions on this, um, but I need to be careful of how I express things because I don't have all the facts but there is a lot of people that are stating that 
Humane Society and other various organizations are uh, donating money to make sure that the campaign or the, that the uh, that the laws go through. I haven't seen any documentation to back it up. So I know that they're supporting the legislation, you know. But um, I think the American public has uh, some varying ideas on how legislation is actually written and put into progress. You know, because a lot of people think that you know you can just go walk into Congress and you know testify on the snake's behalf. Well, that's not the way it works. You have to get right. invited to testify in front of Congress. Right, which I believe U.S. ARC is what the only group that is kind of in our corner. Whether or not you agree with everything that they do, they're right. in our corner. And right. I think they're the only group that's actually being called uh, to testify on our behalf. Yeah, uh, Sean Heflick of Nat Geo Wild Python Hunters was called. Uh, there's been a couple of very exclusive breeders, and by exclusive, I don't mean that they, you know, are um, breeding certain animals, but they're just very high, uh, very well known. I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, breeders have been called in to testify, and uh, I think some of the other uh, website organizations have been called to testify as well. But you know, again. If uh, anybody listened to that last show where Andrew and the head of the HSUS was on together, it was so blatantly obvious that the show was promoting HSUS versus, you know, promoting, you know, support of U.S. ARC. You know, it was just so blatantly obvious that, you know, the HS, the Humane Society guy, Parcel or whatever the hell his name is, was allowed to you know, just lambast Andrew, you know, yell at him, scream at him, whatever, and Andrew remained calm the whole time, was completely professional, and, you know, the other thing, too, that was really showed showed that uh, particular show's colors was the fact that they only took calls from HSUS supporters, because I've been contacted by several people that said, hey, I called that show, and they left me on hold after asking me, you know, basically, are you supporting a Humane Society or, or are you in support of the snakes? And if you said you support the snakes, they left you on hold and you never got through. Well, you know, I just wanted to mention one thing about the Humane Society. There is a difference between the Humane Society on the national level and the Humane Societies on the, uh, in the, the more community level. I think that there's, we have one here in San Diego. We've got two. But from what I understand, uh, you know, the one down here, I think on Games Street. Yeah, Games. Uh, but they, they have been very supportive, and they actually do take in reptiles, and they do try to help them find homes, and they're, they're not an anti-snake, anti-reptile group. So I think that, you know, there's a difference between the mission of the large organization and the uh, mission on the more, uh, on the smaller, more communal level. Right, and what's interesting, and again, I have no factual proof of this, but from what I'm told and what I've seen reported, the actual United States Humane Society or Humane Society of the United States has absolutely nothing to do with your local Humane Society or pet shelter. They don't they don't give them any money. They support them in no shape, way, shape, or form other than sending them literature once in a while. Yeah, it's 
really amazing. So I'm like, you know, so it sounds to me like they're just a giant political organization, but, you know, that's just my two cents. But, uh, yeah. you know. Well, I, I mean, you know, I've, I've been to the uh, humanesociety.org website, and they have a section under snakes, and they say the snake ban doesn't go far enough. So I think yeah. that if you want to find out uh, where the Humane Society on the national level, not the local level, stands, uh, take a look at their website and you know, you can start your research there. Yeah, very definitely. All right. So, well, anyway, enough about, enough about the Humane Society. <laughs> yeah, bastards. I mean, yeah, Humane Society. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, good. Well, I appreciate you uh, being on the show. And uh, any final thoughts for our listeners? Any final thoughts? Uh, education, education, education. Learn as much as you can before you get involved with uh, with buying a reptile. Uh, you know, they, they, they're not throwaway animals. You have them for, you know, years and years or decades. And, you know, just make sure that you know what you're getting into before you move forward. Uh, gosh, I mean, they look so cool. I just want them all. But, you know, really learn about it before you get into it. There are a lot of resources out there. We want to help bring those resources to you. So uh, I think, you know, that's my final thought. Learn cool. everything you can. Awesome. John, thank you so much for everything that you do for the reptile community. I really feel like you are, you know, like the staple of the reptile community. And, uh, you know, you've worked so hard, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate you. And there are other people like you out there that uh, are really trying to make, you know, a positive change for uh, reptile lovers. So thank you so much for everything that you do. Very cool. I appreciate that. So there you have it. That was uh, Kevin Osco from Big Reptile Network uh, here in the Reptile Living Room talking about, you know, education, uh, what he's got planned for the future of Big Reptile Network and all the rest of uh, his projects that he has. He's, you know, doing the publishing thing. He's just awesome. I mean, there's just no, no, nothing more that you can say. Um, Definitely, guys, go over, check out the Big Reptile Network, Um, you know, if you're a breeder, dealer, if you deal in dry goods, if you deal in reptiles, if you do anything with reptiles, get over there, check it out. He's got free advertisements sitting there waiting for you guys. So get out there, check it out, BigReptileNetwork.com. And, of course, I am your host, as always, John F. Taylor, here in the Reptile Living Room. And we look forward to seeing you next week uh, when we talk to Ray Morgan of the Venom Interviews. That's that. Whew. That's, that's going to be a show, let me tell you. Thanks for tuning into the Reptile Living Room, and as always, folks, stay hungry for the dream. <laughs>